Hello, and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Mitch calls me up at 10 o'clock at night on Thursday. We usually do this show on a Friday. He's like, Mark, I'm at Black Island. I'm going to be here for a few days. Well, thanks for letting me know 12 hours before we're doing an episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I sent you a ma- letter in the mail, actually. A letter in the mail. And I don't know. It must have just not gotten this Snail mail. Until 10 o'clock at night. I was going to say snail mail. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Was it just a family vacation or? Uh, yeah, it we just um me, my mom, brother, everyone. We went, stayed there for I think a couple of days. It was like four or five days. Uh, the first day it was really rainy, but after that it was pretty nice. Work. Um, I didn't really uh like meet with many kids or anything because I don't know, kind of like awkward. Well, don't worry. You got about like nine months left, and then you can start going to bars, and then you can meet. Yeah bigger kids yeah maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if i even want to do that at yeah that point. that's what i'm saying i got to i got to rent a moped but i looked like a traffic cone driving around because like they gave me like the ugliest moped it was yellow and so was my helmet oh it was great because i couldn't wear my bike helmet so i, I looked like a traffic cone me just like driving around the island that was fun though yeah but i'm always seeing like news stories of people dumping the moped oh yeah getting hurt yeah how do you do that I, it's I don't, I don't so they go like 10 miles an hour. I mean, how do you dump a moped? It yeah. seems like the easiest thing to ride. Yeah. But yeah, when I was doing the little lesson to get ready to go ride it or whatever, because they're renting it out to like everyone and they have to do a little like driving in a circle. For insurance, yes. Yeah. For procedure or whatever. Um, I was doing that. He was like, oh, I wish all my customers were like you, man. Or in whatever accent he had, because a lot of people come to the island from like different places to like work for the right summer. but why do you say um, that yeah because i i could like handle the moped and like everyone else just dumps them <laughs> just drop them everywhere oh, shit <laughs> and they almost like got rid of like the mopeds so, like they were like cracking down on them one year because they were just so bad so many people were getting hurt and yep. like, people were crashing people were getting hit on them like it was bad you gotta be a complete but, moron not to be able yeah. to drive a moped ever since i've gone there i've always wanted to rent a moped and this is the first year i did it so <gasps> It was, it was great. You got your big boy pants on. You're all excited. <laughs> I was going to do it uh, like a couple of years ago, but I couldn't. How old are you going to Because I was going to have a passenger with me, but she was she was not like the right age or whatever, and she had to like sign or something and get a parent's signature. Right. I don't know. And they were like oh, giving shit. me a hard time. So like I wasn't just going to rent it by myself. But yeah, it was fun. We got a uh, top news stories of the week. This is what I'm putting you on now because you're always asking me every week, what do we talk about? Uh, you're going news stories. Okay, something something interesting I saw that's just kind of really small. Yeah, Tesla fanboy, whatever. Um, I saw AI.com. You used to just type that in and then you go to ChatGPT. But now you go to this website and it's like, I don't know if Elon Musk bought it or what. Oh, but you go to AI.com now and it's XAI. And it says, understand the universe. And he's like announcing XAI. It says July 12th, 2023. The goal of XAI is to understand like the true nature of the universe, which is kind of interesting. I wish you went more into depth on that. Um, Pretty broad statement. But I don't know why they redid this. I don't know if they just didn't want it going to chat GPT anymore and they finally made a homepage or, or what. Well, yeah, because I thought chat GPT was like, really owned by other people i mean i thought elon had a small uh stake in there not controlling stake and 
I thought yes. he wanted to branch out. Yeah. So maybe XAI is yeah. uh, his own AI. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Like you said, like, do you, do you think he... He already owned it and kind of well, oh yeah of it now, or he already always owned it and it just never was like. I think he's always owned. Yeah, whatever. I thought he like sold it or something, or he just wasn't the head, and then Sam Altman was the head. Right. Okay. So and then I think yeah, he just sees where they're going with it, and he doesn't he like doesn't it, like so it. he wants to do his own. I don't know why. Was this like in the news? I thought it was a couple of months ago. I could be completely wrong. Like, because I've been going to like AI.com, and this is the first time I maybe. This website has been up, and they just redirected it. I've never gone know. to AI.com, so that's why I didn't know it actually. That's how, to chat that's how I get to ChatGPT. I oh, I just type in chat, and it goes super fast. It's automatic. Well, yeah, it's also there. Yeah. <laughs> chat, but um, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. And then I don't know if we talked about this uh, last episode, but he bought the steel company. What steel company? U.S. Steel, or he made a bid for it. Get out of town. I was hearing that he bought it, but then I looked it up, and there were articles saying that he he bid for it. And then I was looking on Wall Street Bets. I don't know why I was on that, but I ended up there one night, and they were talking about how, oh, we bought another company. The stock's going to go down. No, I don't think it's uh, if, if Tesla fails or anything. I don't actually think he cares if it actually fails or not. He just wants people. Every time I, I hear him talk about it, he wants people to compete with him. He wants to build the best electric car. Not him personally, but if all the open patents he has on everything can be used for some other car that somebody else makes better, that's essentially what he wants. He just wants to make a, a leap forward for humanity. But he has that fascination with X. And I didn't know U.S. Steel was on the market again, and I guess they rejected their last $7.3 billion buyout bid. But speculation is Elon Musk would buy them because their ticker symbol on the stock exchange is X. And he could have kind of a, a way to have a conglomerate of X on the stock exchange under X. It's an X everything. and. I mean, I believe he would spend seven or eight billion dollars just to buy the ticker symbol. I mean, it'd be great to have U.S. Steel, a great Pittsburgh company, but to have the X for the stock exchange, he really, I like really fascinated with that. And then I heard something about Ripple because it's XRP. Yeah, but it's not just X. I mean, you just do X. Yeah. You'd buy every X thing. You'd buy Xerox know. just because it had an X. I might, I might be making a wrong connection or something. But, yeah, but I heard something about Ripple because it's XRP and how it might like be something in the future with the banks or Elon might buy it. I don't know. I thought Ripple was always a thing. It. But that's it's been about a decade. And I don't, I'm just so far out of crypto, it's not even funny. Just because I think it's boring right now, it's the bear market. Obviously, when everything starts going right, that's when I'll be back into it. But other than that, yeah, I just have no interest in it. I'm waiting for it to go through its infancy phase and then figure out what to do from there. Yeah. By that point, I'll be late to the boat, but I don't really see me making my million-dollar mark on it now. I was supposed to do that years ago. Pretty much. So, yeah. Okay. US so... Yeah, I've been um I've also been seeing some more things about like AI and it creating like short videos like for businesses. I just read an article on Forbes about how they're using it for like short videos of like sporting events. They'll use it to like 
cut up the long like recording of it into short videos and like edit it and everything. And I'm starting to see more of these tools out like on Ayusha. I mm -hmm. Like they have a, a video clip maker. You can just go on that and like make video clips right on Ayusha now. Are you messing with me? Why no, I'm not. But they don't have they don't have the we got to add in the stock photo and stuff, but they do subtitles. Like you get like 12 credits, I think a month or something like that. Um, yeah, I think it's 12 to 13 credits. But yeah, like they're saying like the AI powered content is really just going to accelerate everything. I mean, you look at the older sports like pickleball and what influencers did making TikToks of that and how that grew pickleball to such like a worldwide known sport. It's like, that you would never thought would be on ESPN. Right. And now it's like, because so many people are interested in it, it's worth them streaming it. I guess it depends on which ESPN. Yeah, because there's all different ones. but Like number eight is where you get, um, what the hell's that that game with yes, the board? Yes, I was just going to mention that, Beanbag Toss. Beanbag. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a name for it. I remember hearing, I was like, wait, that's what they call it? Um, but it's the- it's the, Cornhole. It's Cornhole, thank yeah. you. Sorry. Professional cornhole. That shit goes crazy. I swear. One day, but it was during the pandemic, obviously, and we kind of just yeah. exhausted everything. There was one day on ESPN, it was the most random shit for sports. It was cherry spitting, cherry pit spitting, uh, uh, cornhole, obviously, marble races. It was just all random stuff. It was probably one of my favorite days during COVID. Yeah. That's that's a great like, I love seeing like weird wacky sports like that because like, the traditional sports are cool and like, takes a lot of like, athleticism to be good at that and compete at a high level. But like seeing like weird crazy stuff, and, like out of the box stuff is just so funny to watch, and there should be more of it. Okay, so now I'm actually kind of going through something, and why don't you just do that? You got Sports Center for sports. Why don't you do Sports Center? For all the dumb shit. For all the dumb. Like, wow, that's a really good idea. No one has done that. No! I mean, <laughs> that's pretty freaking easy. Well, it's like barstool sp sports, but in real life. Do they do sporting barstool sports? Do they, like, do fake sports? Like, it would probably be geared more toward drinking and, like, degenerate activity. But <laughs> it seemed that way, but I haven't actually watched much of barstool since Penn Bonham. And then, now that... Yeah, Penn Entertainment in February finished their buyout of Barstool Sports. I want to say it was $550 million. Originally, they had bought a piece of it for $163 million in 2020, but they finished the buyout, and what they wanted to do was kind of have a, a betting site as well. But the whole problem was Barstool, the way it is, they always kind of faced regulation hurdles with what they could say and what they could do and how they could act. And Penn wasn't happy with their purchase because they weren't getting the growth they thought Barstool was going to get. So they ended up merging or creating something new or just merging the names and changing the name for their own betting platform. And Penn Entertainment bought ESPN for like $2 billion. And then they sold off Barstool Sports back to Dave Portnoy for a dollar. With the caveat of if he sells in the future, they get 50%. Now, they did that because it just didn't do anything for their, like, their yeah. betting platform. Probably why hold on to it, why yeah. put good money after bad. In yeah, their they terms. know that gi giving it to him, it's, it's only going to increase in value. Like, he, yeah, with, he knows what to do with it. Probably. Exactly. And the option is who to tell to yeah. work on it. 
and the option is to get 50% if there's a future sale. So if we were just talking about short form video and AI generating that. So I was talking to um, my friend Justin and he's going to be a doctor. And I was asking him about like, like, do you see like AI like doing anything yes. in the future? And he was talking about the scans and how AI is going to read the scans and like maybe t maybe help you take notes faster or something like that. Like in your patient portal, like you can respond faster. Like you can just kind of okay th read things and okay them, or it'll double check if the dosage is right for the weight of the patient. Things like that. That'd be really useful. And now I'm seeing MIT researchers are using deep learning to fix motion corrupted MRI scans. So I believe that's like when you're laying down. Yeah, and they tell you not to move. Yeah, but it's for a long or time. Or maybe if it's not clear enough. Wow. And they can just upscale it, whatever they do with AI. Wow. This is, like, awesome. Oh, that has to be changer. Yeah, like, we're going to be able to diagnose things way faster. and More accurately. Like, we still definitely need the people to be like, yes, this is right. No, oh, it's right about this, but that's wrong. It's, like, grouping two things together that shouldn't be, like, kind of confusing two things. Like, we still need people for that. Maybe it will, like, take over that whole field, and they won't need, they won't need any help anymore. Well, why not? As far as doctors go. Well, I mean, you're still going to need doctors. Well, yeah, if you don't always need human because you need a lot bedside less. Air. A lot less. Yeah, but you need bedside manner. You can't have oh, AI. Oh, of course. Like no, no. Using AI in hospitals, you decrease the mortality rate. It, there have been a number of times that doctors have prescri prescribed something for a patient that a nurse has picked up on and said, "Well, no, they're already on this." So you shouldn't prescribe them that because you're going to cause a heart attack or you're going to kill them or do something. That's why nurses are the most underrated people in the world. God bless our nurses because they pick up more things than the doctors yeah. do. But it's because they have that personal touch mm. with that. The AI, I mean, I'm not saying it could let, eliminate any medical staff, but yeah, the diagnostics, that's huge because you go, you get a colonoscopy or get something. It could be a week. It could be two weeks before you get the results of that scan back. AI could scan it immediately and tell you, this is a problem area or this is a problem area. Yeah. Maybe and it's, we need another oh, uh, yeah. another diagnosis. Not like they to need to in. rely on it. They could just have it to order them from cases of most severe to least severe. So the people who actually need to be getting served are getting served right away. Like say you got a scan, it comes in really bad, but you have like eight scans ahead of you that need to be looked at first, but you're you're like gonna die in like a day. See, that's the thing stuff that, like that. It can really help with or that's the thing that kind of scares me with AI is if you ever get it into the insurance company and have it just kind of go through every file, okay, this person needs this surgery while they're eighty seven there projected lifetime value it's going to be three more years so no it x's out the surgery whereas if you had like that human connection it'd be like well that's marjorie no we need to help marjorie because she's a sweet old lady and that's what scares me is ai making and, logical decisions and um, it's just being too logical yeah it just takes out all emotion yeah and they're like oh no this is not good for the insurance company sorry you have to pay that's eighty thousand for the surgery even though you're gonna pass like that's scary no, what's scary is taking out the human element, yeah. taking out compassion, yeah. need compassion in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and if you kind of let AI determine everything, then I feel like we're just going to be emotionless robots. It'll be like the movie Equilibrium where 
having a feeling or having an emotion was illegal and you were just terminated right on site. It's kind of insane. But way to go, medical field. Stay away from the insurance industry, please. We don't need logic. That was That's awesome. Yeah, at least it's going to help people. Well, I remember reading something. AI determined breast cancer four years before the breast cancer would start. I did read something like that. I think we talked about it like a couple breast cancer or something else, but yeah, I can like pick up on really minute details and say like, oh, this could be, this could turn into something. That's, that's where it gets exciting. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So as long as you just go to your doctor and get checkups, you could really prevent things from happening. Just how long is it going to take for the medical industry to embrace AI and its decision-making? I know they have the cool robots for surgery that really get into minute areas that just hands might be fallible to. You might split something, but the robot's hands are just surgically precise and they don't shake like somebody such as me. I'm horrible with the shakes. You know, remember the video? Uh, they did surgery on a grape. What, with the robot hands? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't that know meme. that was from a... I think it was actually from a TV show. I could be wrong. The yeah. good doctor, I thought, good show. Something cool that I saw. Um, I don't know how worth it this will be because I don't know how cheap these tools will be in the future because this is changing at light speed and they're trying to sell you something at every corner. So I'm seeing this plugin for WordPress and a lot of people use WordPress. It's like the main thing. So it's a Dolly AI image generator and apparently it's just fifty or $60.00. And you have it for life and you can generate probably as many as you want. I'm guessing like there might be a, a cap on how many you can do a month if right. you like go out of hand. But I mean, having that connected to a WordPress website is probably pretty powerful. And it's a WordPress plugin? Yes. It's originally priced at $300. So. Oh, I love how they always do that. I think it's a deal from like Mashables or something. Mashable deal page. Uh, WordPress. Speaking of WordPress plugins. Uh, that was actually a good segue, the other man. I was uh, reading about this guy. I'm probably going to mess up his name, but it's Saeed Balki. Balki. Yeah, I'm going to go Balki. And he's the guy who owns WP Beginner, or that's how what I knew him from. I didn't realize the absolute conglomerate of companies and plugins this guy owns. He is a mastermind. I believe born in Pakistan and his parents came here when he was 12, brought him with him, obviously. And he was having a brother on the way. The funny thing was when he came to the States, he was put in high school. Uh, they put him in ninth grade or eighth grade. He was going to be in seventh, but apparently because Pakistani schools are so much better in high school than they are in America, where that, when he jumped ahead, he didn't have to stay behind. He just kept going. And at 16, he went to college. But at 12, his father was an electrical... It's wild how people could be such amazing things in their own countries and come here and the credits or the experience, nothing translates. Obviously, something like law would be completely different from another country to America. We have to have so many crazy rules or regulations, whereas something like maybe India or Pakistan, it's a little bit simpler or way more complex. But I notice a lot of immigrants come here and they'll actually start their own businesses. But his father was poor and 
So he worked 16-hour shifts at a gas station six days a week. God bless him for that. So he didn't see his father much. But what he liked to do was kind of code so he would build websites for people, charge like $300, and he was making $300 for a website at 12 years old, and that's some pretty good money. Three or four years later that he actually discovers WordPress, and instead of coding everything himself, he saw the benefits of WordPress, and he just kind of engaged with that and taught all his clients, no, no, you should actually, we shouldn't be coding anymore, we should build your sites on this, and it really changed the game for him, because from there... There wasn't a lot of good documentation around that time about how to use WordPress. It was mostly designed for developers. And what you really want to get it into is people like you and me, stupid people who could probably code, but nothing great. So he started writing all these articles on how to make a WordPress website, and he would, and he gained a following. It's uh, If you have a WordPress website now, guaranteed you've been a WP beginner. And he's got all these plugins that he slowly bought over the years. He'd make a whole bunch of money, and then for fifteen thousand, he'd buy this one WordPress plugin. And I believe he said actually the first month that he got got it, because he saw it wasn't being monetized correctly, he turned his fifteen thousand dollar investment into eighteen thousand dollars in revenue that one month. So it completely paid for the the plugin in one month's time. Wow. And then I think it jumped down to about ten thousand a month. But that's ten thousand a month. He doesn't have to pay anybody because he bought the plugin. So he just pretty much kept doing that over and over. And then he created Opt in Monster, which is to get the leads and put in uh is that yep. WP forms, monster insights, seed prod Trust Pulse. He owns WP Mail SMTP, which I actually just installed on my WordPress site. It, it's weird because I'm finding WooCommerce is having an issue sending emails to Gmail accounts. Might be because there's a conflict with one of the other plugins, but I didn't want to mess with the site by deactivating a plugin. So I just installed that one and it automatically sends everything out correctly. I never had an issue. I just keep scrolling and it it's just... Yeah, he set up a... It's just to collect everyone who is building a website, basically. He is smart. He's like, and he just kept building and didn't stop. I think it's 40, maybe 50% of the uh, the websites on the internet are WordPress. And if it's 50%, I couldn't tell you how many new websites come up a day. But just think, if he gets the majority of that to it, that's insanity. Yeah. that's I just can't imagine. But he did say, even though that it's such a huge niche... There comes a in a point where you kind of plateau on the amount of daily active users you can get to your website. And I always thought because you're getting new users, you're always going to get new views. But apparently that's not the case. You even with something like WP Beginner, it even it plateaus. I think he said he could sell it or he got an offer to sell it a few years ago for 70 million. 70 million. That's insanity. But he, he decided for a website with all tutorials. S. I think it might be some plugins as well. I'm not sure which companies come with that price tag. <coughs> but he thought that's life-changing money. I would never have to work. But what would I show my son? A dad who doesn't work? And that I find odd to me because I feel like, no... I would still work, but I'd do my own thing. I'd probably be a philanthropist. I'd give money away. 
I would still want to work in some capacity, though. Yeah. But, you know, the goal for me is totally cash out. Cash out and be able to enjoy my time. Oh, I read an article about how Apple is introducing, like, mood tracking on their smartwatches and phones. Oh, boy. Yeah, like, they're going to... They probably already track your mood based on, like, a combination of your heart rate, your your phone usage, or maybe they're just going to have an actual, like, mood tracker with, like, a with smiley faces from, like, red to, like, green or something like that. With that because be- you track your steps, you track your BMI, you track your heart rate on your watch. People, like, want to look at that now once they have one. So I don't see why people who keep a close eye on that wouldn't be like, oh, I'm in a bad mood right now, and my watch says so. What is the use of that? Data. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, yes, you, what, of course. Think about how much money is in that data. Oh. All your health information is right there. You, Like you said, you know your biometrics, you know your now you know your mood and everything. Yeah. You sell that to insurance yeah. companies, pharmaceutical yeah. companies, anything like that. That's insane, the value there. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And one company owns it. Now think if they pair up with the government. It's just like value just floating around everywhere. Like that is like the internet. Just everything that people go on, data is left behind. And and nobody sees the value. Once I I realized that, like I was just like, wow, power of this is insane. Wow. The mood. That, that. I don't know. That, I feel, yeah. is very much big brother to me. Going, like, a, a step further. They're, like, even just, like, saying it now. It's like, all right, okay. Mood tracker, here you go. Use it or don't. Well, the software's still going to be there, so now we can collect even more. That's kind of the problem I'm having now. I, I believe, like, so much shit has happened in the last three years that we've become so blasé about things that are now coming to light, and it's just like, nobody gives a shit. And people just want low gas prices and low cost of living, really. I want to be able to go to the grocery store and not spend $100 on four things. Yeah. But now that all these other companies are practically saying some weird big brother stuff that 10 years ago would not have flown, and now we're just like, oh, okay. Oh, this is just how it goes. Yep. T.S. Eliot wrote, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. And I feel like that's the path we're on right now. Yeah, we're on a really slow, just sustained whimper. Oh, and yeah, that quote you said, how the world's going to like end. And there's also a lot of quotes about how the world's going to change that are from the past as well. Like Thomas Edison, I believe, has a quote. And it's like, it's like solar energy will definitely be something in the future. It's fascinating technology, but it won't happen for a while not until the oil and gas industries are gone. It was like a quote that like basically said that. I'd put my money on the sun and solar energy. What a source of power. I hope we don't have to wait till oil and coal run out before we tackle that. I wish I had more years left. Like this week I was doing a lot of research on hydrogen and I found this guy in New Jersey who runs his whole house on hydrogen. And I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it and I called him up and I talked to him about it. No shit. And this is why like... I believe that things are changing like we just talked about a second ago. He told me that people are trying to kill him because he ran his house on hydrogen and he's, he wants this energy, like this sustainable energy to be used all around the world. But it just, they didn't want it to happen yet because the oil and gas industries are already solidified and they're so large. And they, they chose the battery storage because 
you can only go so far with it and you have to mine these elements and you're going to eventually like run out of them or not be able to get as many as you used to. They're just going to get scarcer and scarcer. Like you'll maybe find new ones, but it's not going to be as energy dense as the best things that we have now. And he said that like that industry is actually coming to an end and hydrogen should be happening soon. But it's like, you're basically, you're at war, which is like the oil companies. I'm just hearing this from more and more people and from a guy who's his life's work is energy and hydrogen and learning how it works. It's just like, it's just mind blowing. Like, why is the world like, I mean, it's, it just doesn't seem right. Right. But it is hydrogen and hydrogen's combustible. And I'm sure if you get any combustible type thing. You... And why are there Toyota Mirais on the road? And why are there cars driving around with tanks of gas everywhere that can explode? You have a, yeah. you have a propane. You're going to get, yeah, you have a you're propane gonna get an explosion canister. from my... Yeah, so is a propane canister. That gas, it leaks, it goes all over the floor, sits there and waits for an ignition source and blows up whole cities. Hydrogen, if it opens. Gas you, doesn't explode. It, it, like the, that. the fire doesn't go into the container because there's no oxygen to burn the hydrogen. It's just going to burn coming out, number one. Number two, if there's a leak, it's going to go up. It's not going to sit down and wait for an ignition source. It's not going to go, it's going to go into the atmosphere. It's a very light gas. It's not going to sit there and build up. It's safer. This guy is driving around lawnmowers, UTVs, snowmobiles with tanks of hydrogen in them. And people are driving around cars every day in the UK and scooters and bikes and going insanely far. So, like, why is it dangerous? Because this is the United States and we have lobbyists that say it is and that Thank we have pol politicians yeah. who are like, oh, yeah, no, I this thought, is totally good. I thought you were actually going to say it's because. No. It's no. because it's dangerous. Because like, no, that's one of the pushbacks that they have on it. They say it's a dirty fuel. Dirty fuel. Dirty fuel. But but coal is. Oh, but oh, let's yeah. keep burning combust like gas and combustion engines. That's not even fully efficient. Here's my problem with the whole argument about everything. A, they're gonna they're like, okay, oil and gas is gonna run out. Oil and coal, it's gonna run out. So we gotta get into solar. Fantastic. How do you make solar panels? What do you need? You need materials. You need raw materials. You think raw materials are just infinite, right? Can't, there's only a limited supply of oil, but no, all the lithium and shit we need. No, no, we got an unlimited supply. So we're just going to keep mining that. And then, oh shit, we ran out of stuff. And now we can't do this. They're going, they're falling back into, okay, we're not sustainable. We're, we're still taking like non-renewable resources and we're putting them together in things and trying to create some, it's just not working. Like hydrogen works and they know this and we're 73% water and we could totally do it. Yeah. But no, everybody loses power and nobody wants to lose power. That's all it, it's about. The only thing that scares me is the production of the solar panels to, and the, the ex, there are expensive elements in the fuel cells to convert the hydrogen gas back into electricity. Right. There are expensive elements in that and the solar panels and maybe a couple other pieces because you need expensive filters sometimes, depending on where you get your water. But I wouldn't think filters are like, like filters. Yeah, no, it's, it's not like you're... reverse osmosis filters are expensive. Like it's not really a traditional filter. Well, I wouldn't. But with that being said, there are expensive drawbacks to this system like of hydrogen that people are using today. So... But if we put all of our energy into just that, and maybe we could optimize it a little bit, um, I think it would be pretty damn good. See, I love how you're on combustibles. I'm still on what Nikola Tesla created in 1909. He had this big tower, and he powered lights, 
six miles away from the town yeah. wirelessly. They I, weren't even plugged in. They I were know. just stuck in the ground. I would love to learn about that. Six miles. MIT got it to go 100 feet. It's like, oh, wow, 100 years later, our smartest really? minds got it to... Yes, this is the problem I'm having. This guy had all this stuff, and he had 11 trunks, and the FBI took it and only gave back a whole bunch to the family, and there's yeah. still missing stuff. So, like, I did see all of these. I totally believe, just like you have the Tesla coils, and you do the Tesla coil, and then you stand away with the... What the hell's the Light tube bulb. bulbs? Yeah, but it's yeah. the tube. Um, it's the, with the gas. Yes. Like, it's a special type. And piece. boom, it just lights up. Yeah. It, you're just holding it. You're doing nothing. We can totally do that, and it's all free. Yeah. yeah. And we're not even touching water. I actually stuck my multimeter in the ground the other day because I was like, screw it, I'm going to try it. Like, there is energy in the ground, but that just could be like a, like, just earth battery, so to say. Like, yes, but how, how a normal battery works, you have an anode, a cathode, and you have electrons flowing between, between both of them, and, like, there's chemicals in the dirt that can make that happen as well, but not as strong. I've... So what if we could find a way to, I don't know, put it together or figure out if there is more, like, if we could make an earth battery or maybe we could transmit energy through the air, like you're saying. I mean, Tesla was that doing it in Jersey. For humanity. So it's not like you got to go to some crazy foreign place with, like, special soil and stuff. This guy was doing it. So I, I just don't understand how we're not there. It's 2023, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> like, this is the problem. I want, I wish I could just like buy equipment and just put it together like figure out how things work try and figure something out like i would love to do that right now i want to do that i cannot wait to go visit this guy's house and see what he's doing oh see that'd be cool personal. we go to uh we start doing road trips and interview people that'd be yes. wild of course we'll probably eat whatever he eats and die any person that comes with new renewable energy yeah they always meet a untimely death <laughs> coincidental too always he stabbed himself 38 times in the back. <laughs> Scary. That's my little conspiracy Scary. theory. That's why I'm not I'm not touching yeah, renewables. Just, I know nothing. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Last thing I probably want to bring up. Love the news stories. Don't know if you have any more. Oh, yeah. When you were talking about that guy with the hydrogen. Sorry. <laughs> my brain is very sporadic today. But did you see that house that blew up in Pennsylvania no, the other day? Not. It was insane. And I think you just, you got to see it. The sad part was five people died. I was kind of hoping nobody would have been there. But hot water tank blamed. It looks like it demolished two. Oh, my God. It took it down to the foundation. That's in. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. when we were talking about that, I was like, hey, was it that guy? But then two different states. No. That's uh, that was. I just... mean, there's videos like that everywhere of people's houses blowing up. Remember the last one? Not everywhere, but. In, in Massachusetts, what? Last year or two years ago, it was natural gas leak. But thankfully, nobody died in that one. Yeah, and that's why I think uh, propane is dangerous. Propane, propane. No, one guy, uh, there was this podcast I was listening to, and this guy, I believe it's Connor and Brianna, shit, Connor and Brianna Price. Yes, Connor and Brianna Price. They were on this podcast, and they were talking about, I, I thought he was just a musician, but then... You know how Spotify has the little video so you can actually see the podcast? Yeah. I, I really like that feature, and I think we should start doing video. But they pulled up one of this guy's TikTok videos, and it was one of these ones I saw, and I was like, holy shit, I love this guy. It, he's really good. He's just as he looks like a kind of a nerdy white guy, and he's a rapper. And his TikToks and 
YouTube shorts and everything go viral because it kind of creates a story with the song, not a music video, just something funny. He does did a video. It was himself being portrayed three different times. It was like him being himself, him being his brother, and him being his cousin. And his brother's like drilling out a carrot, and his cousin walks in. He's like, oh, what's he doing? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. He saw a video where he could turn a carrot into a flute. And then they're about to lay down a rap or whatnot, and the guy starts drilling through the carrot, and he starts playing it, and it, it actually sounds good. And then they, the other guy creates beats, and the other guy goes with it, and he creates this freaking awesome rap where you're hooked within the first five seconds. You don't have to wait for the chorus or anything. And then he started doing little stories of videos like, I want to compose something with somebody else around the world. So they got a globe and the video is, you know, let's collaborate with somebody and spins the globe and lands on Zambia. Boom. Finds a rapper in Zambia, no name guy. And then they collaborate and they create something beautiful. And apparently that got 110 million views. Wow. And that would kind of push them to listen to the song on Spotify, where they get 60 million downloads a month. Oh, my goodness. They said the numbers for Spotify, and I didn't realize how crazy it was because you'll hear a lot of artists say, oh, no, streaming doesn't pay a lot. Well, that's because the record label owns about 80 to 90 percent of your music catalog. So, of course, you're not going to get much. But these people own everything. So they get $4,000, I believe, per 1 million streams, which, I mean, it's not a lot of money for a lot of streams, but when you do 60 million streams a month, I believe they said, 60 million at $4,000, that's almost a quarter of a million dollars a month just from streaming their music. That's insane. And then the guy's wife, Brianna, She's the genius behind the whole thing. He's a fantastic rapper. He's definitely got skills, but this woman then takes his music and will put it in TV shows, commercials, video games. Wow. She'll book him for commercials. She's got she's streamed him like seven streams of income, live performances, merch, just everything. She is the marketing guru. He takes something like music and he actually creates a story around it and it's so hard to explain because it's not a music video he's creating he's creating a story before he shows you the video and yeah it's, it's amazing it's like a tv show it's like today we're gonna go collaborate with this random person across the world yes and it's you know five minutes of just pure of goodness exactly yeah. so now i'm thinking my buddy brian who filled in for you one week he does rc videos and i just told him Dude, you got to start creating a story, maybe around the RC cars or put in action figures or something. You just, I think if he took it up a notch and started creating storied content, and I think we need to do Yeah, more. storytelling is really effective content. It's just, that's how you grow. Yeah. And I, I can't figure, I can't pinpoint it for this. I know it's probably well, pretty obvious, but yeah, for video, that's pretty tough for this to kind of. Like, you can tell a story about someone else's business, but it's not like you can always, like, tell, like, a heartfelt story about... Right, because you need someone the else's business to it's tell just their like, business. yeah, yeah. It's not like you're telling your own. Right, because with your own, you got the emotion yeah. behind it. You tell exactly. somebody else's. You might feel excitement, but you're not getting the highs and lows of that story. It's just... No. It's not trans. Like, what... When... Oh, my gosh. Charlie? Uh, our buddy, Charlie yeah. Orange? Yeah. Yeah. When... when when Charlie came on, like, 
the story that he told me was just like amazing. Right. And you couldn't retell his story because he had emotion. He was just, he was raw and awesome. He was. Charlie, we miss you, bud. See you in September. Five. All right, let's spin a globe. You said something right before I paused it. I said, let's spin a globe. And then I thought about it for a second. And I actually think it's kind of a good idea. Yeah. We spin a globe and we just talk to random podcasters around the world. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Uh, the time difference might be a problem, though. Yeah, I could do it at midnight. Hey, that'd be awesome, though. Like, okay, it would be awesome. It'd be, like, out of the norm and, like, cool for, like, a couple times. And then it's like, shit. You yeah. have to stay up till 3 a.m. Yes, I'm exhausted, <laughs> you know. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, that's kind of an interesting idea. Should totally make a short or some version of spin the globe. You do. I feel like it'd be kind of fun to like hunt the person down. Yeah. Cause like okay, you don't know each... who you're going to find and yep. you're just like looking, looking like what if like there's not that many people in that area and you only get one person and it's like the only person doing it in that area and they have like an incredible story or like you could really find some cool people. And that's the hard part because you also got to find somebody that could speak English because yes, we're ignorant we and only know English. But we could also use one of those trans transcription tools maybe, but that, that'd be tough to set up. Real time? Yeah, run for an hour, that that distance. Maybe uh, we could try out one of those transcription tool things during the Zoom call to transcribe their voice into like a different language. Uh, but I, that'd be kind of tough to set up. Yeah, I mean, let's just, let's just land a rover yeah. on mars I mean, yeah come yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> i love how you always have these ideas and then you're like it's like oh let's let's just sprinkle in a little bit of extra complicated and when you say let's do like it's really mark do yeah. that yeah <laughs> sorry I, i'm a miracle worker but i'm not i'm not that good <laughs> um but yeah sorry. we should give that a shot one day we got a hell of a black cloud over the house right now and it's kind of crazy because nine hours ago we had a tornado yes. touchdown. That I mean, I hope nobody got hurt. I, I didn't hear of any damage or anything. I always wanted well, to see a tornado. Me too, kind of. But I mean, once you get close to it, it's probably a whole different story. Oh, the way yeah. I feel. Well, that sucks. I got to put them down. Rhode Island weather. Oh yeah, if you don't like it, wait five minutes. Yeah. Now this story, I love these two people. Yeah, they had a cool story. I mean, I really like their idea with the globe. Might might have to try that one day or and they give, said it, give it a shot. It was really something stupid like that that just really catapulted their yeah, channel too. I mean, it's it's cool. And they so. took the Zim, uh, guy from Zimbabwe or Zambia, and he was only getting maybe a hundred and eighty oh, yeah. views on his channel. That's it blew up to over a million views yeah. each each video. It's like wow, that's that's what I'm talking about. Helping others. That's the coolest part about this whole thing. Yeah. Did you see that Spotify is considering removing all of their white noise podcasts? You know, we talked about that a while ago. You can kind of just post white noise to YouTube and people listen to it to go to sleep. Yeah, but the people that- They're considering removing, well, they already have started removing certain episodes. People on Reddit are complaining about how they don't have their usual like think sounds that they listen to there anymore. No way. Yeah, so they're taking some of them down in- it's apparently to save money. They're saying that podcasters are making as much as 18000 a month just posting white noise. That's pretty incredible. Well, they did that probably back in, like, when it first came out. Okay, fair enough. And things like, like when that hustle started catching on, people probably immediately took up podcasting as one of the wow. channels. So, apparently, it's going to save them about $38 million by doing this, and I guess they're going to remove all of them or 
find a different way to promote that type of content, not really as a podcast, but as a separate section for sleep, okay. or they call it programming. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know. That's wild that you would take it down, but it, if the whole point to go to Spotify is to get listeners, then yeah. why would you remove something that attracts listeners? Doesn't Spotify make money too when that happens? I thought... I don't know how the whole model works anymore because I'm confused Confused. if you're going to pull out down great content. Hosting can't be that. I just, I don't see where the problem lies. Me neither. They probably just want to capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. Like, why pay off these guys when we could just create our own white noise and we'll just promote that? Yeah, I mean, it's so simple. I bet you five bucks, yeah, that's probably where it's going to go. Like, any simple sound, they'll just recreate. Fricks. Always got to ruin a good thing. Other than that... My YouTube channel's kind of doing pretty well. I did a, you know, I always talk about the damn Rust videos that my shop did, and those things have taken off. We've almost crossed five grand on each of those videos. That took 15 minutes to make. Um, that's just from the ad revenue. That's from the, not the actual products we sold. I created my own Rust video, and it's funny how on my review channel, it actually went sort of, I mean, the Works channel does about 8,000 views on those videos every 48 hours. I got 121 views in 48 hours. And that to me, actually it was really 24 hours. Um, that to me was kind of huge because I only got four videos on this channel. I really haven't done much. Now I got three more videos to edit. Plus I got to do the laser engraver thing again. And I'm starting to see some little Amazon affiliate sales. So that's just... It's kind of gearing me up. I, I think next year when I look back at this, I'm going to be thankful I did it this year. But as long as I stay consistent, yeah, no, I think this is this is kind of the area to get into. Don't try and do anything else. Just find some random stuff you have lying around your house. Do a review video on it. Link an Amazon affiliate thing. And boom, see what happens. You never know. A video you do on something really stupid could go viral and... Really increase both sales and ad revenue from YouTube. So you, yourself, sir, have got to do another video. I know. Not to mention the short you did for school. do it on my skateboard. Here again. I already did it. And I didn't put affiliate links. I could I could find a nice product to review or something like that. Yeah. I could do the Traxxas battery charger, maybe. That would work. Do something. Because the battery, the other battery charger is doing really well for you. So do something else. But yeah, you got to keep going, bud. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. swimming. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that's all we got for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm your host, Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Asshole, you took my line. Sorry.